1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 16 of Mass Mayhem. What's this? Two episodes in a row? Really? Yes, we are back. I'm Rose tfg and again joining me is Tune
2: Master Tim. Hello, hello. How are you? I- I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me on the episodes. Um, you yes, know, sweet. now that Kevin has departed the show, and. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm having a good time, and and Kevin did a fantastic yep. job. I just want to say that he he did a good job. Always like the dynamic between you and Kevin. You know, um, mm. for those listeners who don't know, I've started listening to GCRN when uh, with Tooncast. Um, the first episode I listened to was the Real Ghostbusters episode <laughs> uh, because that's my favorite cartoon, and I had heard about the the podcast. Uh, on the internet so I tracked it down and I just became an avid listener ever since went back and listened to all the Tooncast episodes and have just hung on listening to other shows but um, you know, even with Tooncast that's when um, you and Kevin were doing shows together and um, mm. I just think you, you guys just had a great dynamic I and mean, you guys have been bo- podcasting for a long time so hopefully people yeah. will be patient while while you and I work out the chemistry here
1: <laughs> I think it's worked out so far we survived one episode we got 14 left <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I honestly, when, when when I say that, ladies and gentlemen, it's not because I mean we survive recording with each other. I mean we survive the content we're covering. Yeah. Because uh, mask is such a, I you know everyone always says oh don't stop putting your rose colored glasses on it you know blah blah blah. No, I have the rose colored glasses for me and mask. Like I said last time, are pretty much the theme song. And that opening uh as, you know, assembling of the team. After that, this is not this show does not hold up thirty years oh my god, next year is the thirtieth anniversary. And they're oh no so old. Yeah, well we could always we, we could always just be recording this podcast and then just delay it. Another year, so we'll have a three-year hiatus and just release them in 2050. No, folks, we are not doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I hate to be so hard on the show, but you're right. It's it's very difficult to watch. But you know, if you know the theme song and you you've seen the uh, the the trans like the transformation, the hel- the helmets coming on to the mask members, and that sort of stuff, and you've seen Rhino transforming those things. You've seen the best parts of this cartoon, you really have. Um, and if you if you enjoyed the if you have the the toys or have seen the toys, you know that's that's another cool thing about the show. That's all you know. The cool thing that came out of this show, but the show itself, yeah, it's it's a the, bitter pill, definitely. Yeah.
1: There are three things that are amazing about this this franchise, this property: the theme song, the opening intro with the assembling of the team. And the toys. I will never say a bad word about the mask toys because they were so very cool. Um, it's just the plots are so bad in this show. Uh, the sad thing is, the storytelling in Jim is so much
2: better than this. Um, right, and see that's that's the difference uh, between you know this show and some of the other '80s animated shows. I mean, people will say. Okay, yeah, Transformers, GI Joe, Jim, all these shows were just made to sell toys. Mm-hmm. But if you really—if you look at the behind-the-scenes stuff on some of the DVD sets, or you read some of the articles that have come out—the writing teams, they didn't go into it with that mentality. You know, they didn't go into it thinking, "Oh, well, I'm just selling toys. So I'm just going to write, you know, just thin plots, and you know, I don't really care. I'm just going to pick up a paycheck." No, they really did. Put their writing skills to work for the show. Uh, they came up with series bibles. They came up with strong characters, uh, and they made it entertaining. It wasn't just a cookie cutter show where every day or every week it's the same old tired plot. And mm-hmm. um, that's why those shows are so endearing and hold up. Whereas Mask is, honestly, it's been largely forgotten. I mean, people, you know, have rediscovered it. Um, but people don't have that same fondness and love for it that they do for the other shows because there isn't that mythology, there isn't the strong character development in the show that those other toy shows had in that era.
1: Yeah, there was an article a few months ago that one um, I'm trying to find it now. Here it is. It was on Wired dot com uh, back in April of this year. Um, an adult watches classic gem for the first time, and it's the article is is all about this this female's reaction to what Jim was, and it's. You know, I, I, I don't want to just keep harping on Jim, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things where in, and comparing Jim to Mask, but it's one of those things where if Jim can hold up thirty years later, mm-hmm. and Mask can't, there's something wrong with what they did with this 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 cartoon with Mask. Um, yeah,
2: so and it had so much potential because uh, you know, as you said before, and we talked about this before too, is that it was that sort of meshing of G.I. Joe and Transformers together where you have the characters and you have the, yeah. the vehicles and trans- the vehicles transformed so they can be two things. Um, but they just, they missed the mark. And, you know, you talk about toy shows. I mean, besides the ones we mentioned, another show that was largely designed to sell toys was Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I knew of that one growing up, again, like Mask, but I didn't get to watch it because it wasn't on a station that we were able to pick up in my area but I recently rediscovered that show, and I think that's an excellent show. It's a great sci-fi series. It's very well written. Um, you know, Jay Michael Straczynski was the head writer on that show, and he came up with you know, some fabulous ideas to make it work, make it an entertaining show rather than just 65 episodes that were just there uh, to try to sell toys. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the first of two episodes today. Uh, Solomon's Gorge. We're gonna enter that after this.
0: T-Bob, look! Rhinos! ah achoo! Are you still mad about missing your Frodo service checkup? I wouldn't have this F-L-U if you'd just done what you were supposed to. You can't get the flu. You're a robot. F-L-U! Flu! Multi-linkage unit. When that goes, everything goes. It's this way. Lucky thing you weren't down there, T-Bob. We probably wouldn't even be able to find At least they won't need any more service checkups. Anybody got some tissues?
1: What's the matter? Got a runny nose?
0: Leaky batteries. Blowing unit, on! I can see why the workers won't return. Superstitious, the lot of them. They kept yelling about Saluma. Saluma? That's the name of this gorge, isn't it? Indeed. And it's the name of the ancient god who said to dwell in these cliffs. It's all superstitious rubbish, really. Yes, it is. I'm sure you have ideas about what happened. There were no strong winds, no seismic activity. We checked. Only one thing. The water level in the river and the well by the camp dropped abruptly just before it all happened.
1: First up this week is the Curse of Solomon's Gorge. Mask goes to Africa to stop Venom, who has discovered King Solomon's treasures. Dun, dun, dun. Who's on the team this time around?
2: Well, of course we got Matt. Scott, and T-Bob, because they join us pretty much every episode. Uh, but mm-hmm. we're also joined by Alex. And then later we bring in Gloria and Brad to help us out with this adventure. And on the Venom side, we have Miles, Rax, Dagger, and Vanessa.
1: So the core regulars. Um, the plot, another treasure hunt, uh, just And can we please get some stories stateside, please? I'm getting sick of all these foreign stories. It just...
2: Well, that that doesn't bother me. But yeah, I wouldn't mind if they did some more uh, in the U.S. Or, you know, some in North America. Or, you know, just places that we're maybe not as familiar with. I mean, besides going to Paris or africa or you know some places i mean you know there's still a lot they can do there but yeah it would be nice to see a few more adventures in the u.s and see like i think they did go to new york maybe i think they yeah they did there and we saw the statue of liberty i think we may have seen mount rushmore in an episode Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
2: but yeah it would be be nice to see more of that maybe in future episodes
1: maybe maybe um what did you think of the plot for this one
2: yeah, as you said, it's, it's another treasure hunt, so um, I, I think it's just another sort of recycled plot. Uh, not much different from what we've seen before. Uh, it was, again, sort of leading off with the mystery where the, the cars get crushed very oddly against the wall. I mean, they're not just smashed. They're right. crushed against this wall. Um, so you're like, how in the world did that happen? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not a really good, it's not a very good plot.
1: Not really, um, at all. So, uh, um, the only high beam I had was T-Bob wants to be a toaster. (laughs) Uh, cause he said that multiple times,
2: uh,
1: throughout the series. Did you have any high beams?
2: Uh, I like that we actually get to see Matt and Miles fight briefly. I mean, it is brief, though. Yeah. Um, but they have their, their masks on and they're actually, you know, shooting beams at each other and fighting. But it ends very abruptly because Matt sees Scott and T Bob. So Matt just, like, runs over there while Miles is basically using his helmet beam to melt away some rock or something. Or maybe it's mm-hmm. the Sphinx or something that was. What's yeah, that?
1: he's trying to destroy, destroy the Sphinx.
2: Yeah, and sense it, you know, crashing down. Um, but it just seemed odd that here's this great fight starting to occur, and then Matt just exits, just leaves, the yeah, and goes over to Scott and T-Bob.
1: What was going just on? Just runs with that? away. And I don't know what was going on with that, but I guess he ran over there to save them from the falling Sphinx or something. I. I don't know.
2: Yeah, well at that time it wasn't even falling. Miles was just using his beams against it. Maybe he saw Matt running away to Scott and T Bob and then decided he would just destroy that and try to crush them. It was mm-hmm. kinda hard to tell. It was very quick. It was very sudden that Matt just yeah. ran off.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a little too sudden. It's kinda like he has some sort of secret to keep or something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we are gonna head to the low beams after this.
0: The map led us to this control unit, so I know the rest of it must be here somewhere. Well, I'm not going down in that hole again. I already broke one brake cable. There's nothing down there anyway except rocks, water, mold, and
2: vermin. Perfect
1: diet for you, rats. It looks like a kid in a walking trash can to me. You idiot Oh it sounds like an earthquake. So for low
2: beams, what do you got? I have a lot, actually. Uh, <laughs> I have to go through all of them. But T Bob sneezing, I mean come on. Yeah. That's Leaky just batteries dumb. is his excuse. Yeah, that yeah, this got me. Um, they kept mentioning that the water levels were fluctuating, but it took them a long time to get to the point of why they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we later find out that it was basically one of the ways that, uh, that they used to get the, the rocks to slide in, inside the gorge, right. which is what caused the, the cars to get crushed up against the side of the, the cavern wall or, or the wall of the gorge. Um, so I, di- I, didn't like that. It, it, it shouldn't take so long for them to reveal, reveal some of these things. Um, no. my opinion. Um, and then Matt knows what sort of brake lines are used by venom. <laughs> that that's how he discovers that venom is behind this. He picks up the brake line. He goes, Oh, this is the same brand of brake lines used by venom. What <laughs> How does he know? What, and what, what, special brand of brake line is this that makes no sense
1: no that makes absolutely no sense um scott is really a mean ass to t-bob more than usual in this episode now don't get me wrong ladies and gentlemen i am not sympathetic to t-bob at all but there are some times where scott is worse than he is and scott was being really cruel this time around um As I said before, I'll say it again. I'm getting really sick of these generic treasure hunting capers that always fail. Every single time Venom tries one of these things, they lose.
2: Yeah. You you mentioned uh, Scott and T Bob. Did you mention, or did you uh, notice that T Bob has a rocket booster up his butt? (laughs) That's what actually saves him from getting crushed in the gorge. Because we go into a commercial break, and T-Bob, you know, he's been sneezing, and mm-hmm. he's basically acting like he's sick, and he gets caught inside the gorge, and it's like he's going to get crushed. And we come back oh, to commercial yeah. break, and all of a sudden he, like, jettisons this, this rocket booster out of his butt from where usually the wheel pops out, and mm-hmm. then he shoots out of the canyon, preventing him from getting crushed. Just
1: Such poor execution. Uh, And the PSA was, turn off all appliances. What does that have to do with treasure hunting? Right. You could have done a PSA like, you know, don't go wandering off into, you know, dark caverns without an adult supervision. You know, something like that. Uh, Don't go exploring or don't go running off without even telling anybody. You could have done something like, turn off all appliances. Really? Really? is yeah. for the show suck
2: <laughs> a couple other things uh, before mm-hmm. we move on is you know Gloria is brought into the episode but I kept thinking we haven't seen her and then she shows up uh, just at the very end to rescue Matt because Matt is in the water and his mask won't work yeah. so then I'm like oh okay well she's going to obviously you know come in to save him here that's what she was brought in for yeah
1: You know, I really wish, and I don't remember if I ever saw this, or I ever said this on the show before, I really wish Matt and Gloria and and, uh, Vanessa and Rax would just double date already.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something else that was weird, mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught this in the animation or not, but um, Matt and Alex are flying around in Thunderhawk, and since it's flying around, obviously the doors are open, because... Those are its wings. And it lands, and the doors come down immediately. But then they want to get out, so the doors go back up immediately in the same shot. So it seemed weird to me that the animators would even bother to to drop the doors down.
1: Yeah, that is very weird. I I don't know. I I can't explain what any of these people, production-wise, were doing on this show. So, all right, we're going to move on to the last episode of the day.
0: Synthetic crystal exactly matches structure and capabilities of original mask crystal. At last, a perfect crystal. You know what this means? Mask is getting into the chandelier business? <laughs> no, Teepo. The original crystal is the power amplifier we use to charge our masks. For years, we've been trying to duplicate it. What for? Because of a promise your grandfather made many years ago. This is the journal my father kept, describing his encounter with the New Guinea mud men.
1: Mud men? What are they?
0: Yeah, give us the dirt. Here's a photo of some mud men with your grandfather. Wow! Those masks sure are ugly. Yeah! Uh, I bet for Halloween they scare each other by wearing suits and ties! <laughs> the man in the photo is Warago. And thirty years ago, Warago and my father saved each other's lives.
1: Finally up today is The Green Nightmare, or as it says on here, Green Nightmare. This is episode 39, it aired November 21st, 1985. Venom Agent Vanessa Warfield sabotages Matt Tracker's private jet which crashes in the jungles of New Guinea. The rest of the mask team then goes to rescue them. Yay, a rescue mission. <laughs> At least it's not a damn treasure hunt. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I will say that, you know, yay, we uh, we have, uh, you know, the, the power source of what powers the masks. We finally, it only took them 30-something episodes to explain that. Um, so, I do like that uh, as far as the overall plot. I thought the plot was fairly decent. Um, it's just some of the moments that, that happen in here is what I don't like. Um, they uh, it, It's just technical things. It, it's not. Like, I have nothing wrong with the plot. I don't have anything. Any of my low beams have nothing to do with the actual plot. It's more right. so technical things that they do with the characters and or certain things characters say. I really do enjoy the um, the, the plot of this episode. We get it, we see an origin for Matt and his and Matt's father Scott's grandfather. So I do like that as far as the plot goes. What about you?
2: Right, I I like this one too. I thought it was a, a decent plot um, because we do get that backstory of Matt's father, and mm-hmm. we have the jam and. It's, it's more of a rescue mission, and Matt trying to get uh, to this uh, tribesman so that he can give the gem back. And all this time after his plane crashes, the Mudmen don't realize who he is, so they're chasing him, and Venom is involved in chasing down Matt as well. So um, I, thought, I thought it was a pretty decent plot. I mean, not great, but I, I think it's better than your average plot for the show. Um, and there was enough Absolutely. action and adventure in, in there to, to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Although it did get very violent at one point.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, yes, yes it did. I mean, did you catch that? The custom agent that uh, runs into Sly Rax, he runs in to, to tell Sly Rax that Matt is there with this gem. And Sly basically just takes the guy and throws him against the wall very violently. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, that was was quite violent for for this show.
1: Yeah, that was. That was that was like, you know, something Tom Cruise should be doing as agent secret agent Ethan Hunt or something in the Mission Impossible movies. Um, yep. Alright. Uh let's turn the high beams on after this.
0: I blended the override. Wait until they take off, then follow from a distance in Manta. Just think, T-Bob. Pretty soon we'll be down there exploring the jungle. Oh, I heard you. You didn't have to pinch me. I didn't pinch you. Do you did? You sure
2: are jumpy lately. Believe me
1: nothing terrible's going to happen. So, four high beams. I think these. this is as many high beams as I've had so far. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Vanessa and Rax should date. I already mentioned that, that Vanessa and Rax and Matt and Gloria should double date. I really did like their little you know, tit-for-tat you know, argument with each other here. They do really sound yeah. in this episode like they are an old married couple. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, uh, we, we already gave it the office. I really... It's very often... Not very often that this, uh, that this show can make me LOL, but I legit LOL'd at that T-Bob line. Um, outside of learning about you know trackers past and 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 the mask and and the, and the gym and all that stuff i just found that this one was just it wasn't awesome but it wasn't bad either
2: yeah yeah it really um, wasn't there, bad there there was some interesting things going on here mm-hmm. um you know how the plane was brought down um because at first it looked like scott and t bob they were actually going to pull some cables so that Mac can put the jet back into manual mode and land it safely. Um, But then this darn bug that kept crawling all over T-Bob and inside of him uh, Mm -hmm. causes T-Bob to dance around and he, like, uh, causes the the plane to crash. And that bug kept showing up all throughout the episode, so that was somewhat of annoying, so that'll be in my low beams. But um, I thought they did some interesting things. And then when the plane comes down and when it's crashed and they're inside of it, the mud men... Basically, it just attacked the jet and pushed it over the cliff. Yeah, that was
1: a little violent.
2: Yeah. This has some violent <laughs> moments in it. I mean, for this show, I'm not saying it's, it's on yeah. par with some other other cartoons or shows, but for this show, it was pretty violent.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Overall, I enjoyed this one, but there are some glaring, glaring mistakes that they make in this show or in in this episode. So I think we're going to turn on the low beams after this. And I wind up with a nightmare. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Low beams for... Uh, what's this episode called? Green Nightmare. There you go. Um, we're going to explore a real jungle. Like they haven't before in nearly every episode before this. Right. They've Scott's never been to a real jungle. Come on now. Uh, a real bug in T-Bob's system. I kind of like that. i I cringed at that but i did think it was funny
2: (laughs) it it was funny i did too i was like oh boy but it kept happening and it it actually did provide some humorous moments
1: yeah um the title makes no sense to
2: the episode whatsoever yeah I, i had thought about that but yeah it really doesn't
1: green nightmare there's nothing that's green or nightmarish in this episode whatsoever I could see if the gem was green instead of blue, maybe you could say that would be the green nightmare, but there was nothing in this episode that had anything to do about being the color green or a nightmare.
2: The only thing oh. I could think of that they would tie that to is that they're being chased in the jungle. The jungle's green, and it's a nightmare for the teen to be chased by...
1: Yeah, mass. I can give you that.
2: Or, yeah. uh, you know, for Mass to be chased by Venom. And yeah. uh, and the Mud Men.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. That, that would be, uh, yeah. Um, what do you have for Low Beams?
2: I didn't actually write anything down for this episode for Low Beams. Um, really? Was, yeah, I thought there were, I just kind of sat back and enjoyed this one. Um, it was good to see Rhino again. Uh, There were some humorous moments, uh, you know, fairly decent plot. I just sat back and enjoyed it, and nothing really bugged me that much. I really thought that bug crawling in and out of T-Bob was going to to be uh, annoying at some point, but I was fine with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, this episode, it's... It's a middle of the road kind of episode. It's it's not like oh my god, earth shattering awesome, but it's not cringe worthy. There are a couple of like Scott's line about the jungle that was cringe worthy, but I don't think I'm gonna take too much off for this one just because I didn't re- you know I I found it to be somewhat enjoyable um, after all so. Uh, for me, on this one, I'm going to give it three masks out of five. What about you? Uh,
2: same here. Three masks.
1: All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some GCRN partner ads. You're going to hear some regular GCRN ads and some other stuff. We'll be back with final thoughts after this. Now back to math.
0: And I have a secret place to keep it. Starting your own treasure trove, eh? We've got to remember to turn off all appliances when we leave the house. We're lucky. Yeah, your dad doesn't know. No, what if this were an oven or a hot iron? Any of those could easily start a dangerous fire. You know what that means. Yeah, we could have been crispy critters. With the power of Greyskull, I command the Chawbridge, open!
1: Yes, that's right, we have traveled to Eternia to enter Castle Skull. Join Optimus Solo and TFJ and Mike as they find themselves telling tales of Eternia. We cover all things He-Man in this 45-episode-long podcast. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekassradio.com. By the power of Skull, we all have the power.
0: Hey, T-Bob. Look at those neat strawberries. I think what Waraga is trying to say is those berries are poisonous. But they look so pretty. Maybe, but they can give you a pretty good stomachache. Or worse. Thanks, Waraga. That's good advice in any language. <laughs>
1: so we forgot to mention the PSA for the Green Nightmare or Green Nightmare. It was um poison berries are bad. I can see if, now, wasn't this T-Bob going after the berries?
2: It wasn't Scott, right? Uh, You know, I don't remember. I didn't write it down.
1: I, I seem to think, and listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I seem to think it was T-Bob going after the berries and not Scott. If it was T-Bob, I have a huge problem with this PSA <laughs> because of the fact that robots don't eat human food. Uh, if it was Scott, you know, that's fine, because obviously T-Bob or Matt stops him from doing it, and then the chief comes back for the PSA and explains.
2: Oh, But would, explains, you, oh, I was just like, would be okay if it were T-Bob picking these poison berries and then giving them to Scott to eat?
1: No, 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 no. No, I'm not okay with T-Bob doing anything with human food, whether it's edible or not. Uh, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that it would be okay if it was, it would be okay if it was Scott going for the berries and T-Bob telling him not, you know, you know, warning him.
2: Yeah.
1: That would be okay, but if it was Scott warning T-Bob not to do it, that just makes no damn sense. <laughs> Because he's a friggin' robot, right? Um, what are your uh, impressions of the series so far?
2: Well, it's it's a bitter pill. Um, it has some moments, <laughs> yeah. It has some moments, uh, but there there's so much bad dialogue and lulls in the action and uh, mysteries. For us, the audience—not um, necessarily mysteries in the plot, but mysteries for us, the, the audience—wondering, you know, how things are going to tie together, but not in a good way. It's not often where you're like, "Oh, I really wonder where this is going," and you know, I'm really curious about this. You're just going, "Well, why would they even mention this? You know, why is this important?" Um, so you get, you know, some, there's some frustration there watching the, the series. Um, mm-hmm. It's not—it's not the action-packed show that you would expect it to be. Uh, not at all all the all the cool vehicles and masks and everything uh it just doesn't reach to its potential unfortunately this is a series that i think they could redo they probably won't um but it's a concept that could be redone and made better yeah absolutely
1: with all the technology we have nowadays they could pull off a mask movie at least I mean if we're getting a new Power Rangers movie if we're getting crappy Bay, you know, Bay Michael Bay-former movies, I mean somebody can pull off a decent mask movie. I mean if if 2008 Night Rider is to short-lived TV shows any indication they can pull off transforming vehicles. You know, just inject nanobots into them.
2: Um yeah. I definitely think so. I mean, the technology's there; they they could do it. Uh, It would look visually; it would be great because you have the mask, you have the vehicles. I'm sure it would look good, even if they did a CGI cartoon. I think it would be great.
1: I mean, even with, um, you know, going back to Transformers: Age of Extinction. Now that I've seen it, even with, uh, you know, all you got to do is take the Optimus Prime truck from that the one the new one that he turns into with the 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 nose cone cab uh-huh. um e- e- even if you took that and repainted it rhino colors there you go there's rhino right there um you know yeah exactly uh so yeah mask movie ladies and gentlemen one more thing that uh people from the 80s really want to see happen mm-hmm. <laughs> So thank you for joining us here on Mass Mayhem. Um, are so ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show. Visit the website brand new geekcastradio.com where you can comment on all of our episode posts. Uh, send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes, please do this. Follow us on Twitter at geekastradio is the network Twitter where you can get all of our updates. Mine is TFG and Mike. What is your Twitter? Tim Silvers Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name, 502-526-5821. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Maz We Wish you'll join us next time when we will be covering three more episodes from Mask Season 1. Those being Eyes of the Skull, Stop Motion, and the Artemis Enigma. Oh boy!
2: It's gonna be fun. Join us. <laughs> yeah. For now, I am TFU and Michael with Tune Master Tim. Podcasting is the ultimate
1: weapon. We will catch you next time. Illusion is the ultimate weapon.